When we're open to dreams, we are guided. Our ancestors, guides, and our soul can bring through important messages. This week on Tune In with Marcy, I'm kicking off a powerful series about the magic of dreams. In this first episode, I share a personal story about how dreams gave me the courage to make a major life decision, examples of how dreams guide us, why we don't heed the guidance we receive in dreams, and three simple ways you can nourish your dream life right now. I'm Marcy Moberg, and this is Tune In with Marcy, a podcast devoted to exploring what it means to reconnect to our intuitive nature. Hi there, and welcome to Tune In with Marcy, a podcast devoted to empowering you to be more in tune with yourself and the magic of life around you. I'm your host, intuitive coach and healer, Marcy Moberg, and this week we're kicking off a series of episodes focused on the magic of dreaming. And I love this topic. I'm so excited to explore this over several episodes. It's going to be a lot of fun. And first, I want to start with a very special personal story that I hope you will find inspiring as much as I do. So last fall, I woke up from a dream that literally took my breath away. Laying there, stunned by the overwhelming feeling of love I felt, I knew I had to tell my husband about the dream right away. This wasn't just any dream, okay? It was what we might call a big dream. One of those dreams that will stay with you for a lifetime. Have you ever had one of those before? Well, with tears in my eyes, I said to my husband, "Um, I had the strangest, most beautiful dream last night. I think I want to become a mother. He looked at me with tears in his eyes as I described the dream in detail. And we hugged each other tightly and exhaled like this sense of, a, of, of an exhale that we, we, we exhaled this breath that both of us didn't know we had been holding for a really long time. It was a good feeling, as you can imagine. What was interesting is that the night before when I tucked myself into bed was like any other night. I did my normal bedtime routine. I spent time thanking the different powers that support my life. And I said, good night. And I love you to my husband and the critters. So, you know, typical night. Not like I did some like magical ritual before I went to sleep or anything like that. Just normal night, went to sleep. So then as I lay asleep, my dream time took me to another realm where I experienced a visitation. And in the dream, I opened the door to a hallway and there are my ancestors and guides standing there, glowing in this beautiful, warm, glowing light, smiling in pride and joy to see me. And one of them invites me to look down. And in front of me is a bassinet with an infant. Instinctively, I immediately know this is my child. And I pick them up. This child is surrounded as well by this beautiful golden light. And the moment I hold them, I feel the most peace I've ever felt in my entire life. Life feels like it's standing still. And I am moved by the presence. This infant emanates from their soul. The utter peace, love, steadiness. 
I think the best way I can describe it would be like an ancient tree. So imagine holding the essence of the wisest, oldest tree in your arms. That's like an atom, <laughs> I could say, of what I felt. It was that remarkable. As I am mesmerized by this experience, I hear myself in the dream think in my head, like I think to myself, if I knew it would be this easy, I would have done this a long time ago. And then a door across the hallway opens and it's my husband and the ancestors and guides greet him without words and he and I lock eyes. And without a word, I tell him that this is our child. It's like, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but sometimes in these dreams where there's visitations and you're connecting on a soul level, on an astral body level, communication happens a lot of times through feeling and nonverbal communication without words. It's like telepathy. So I communicate to this, this to him and in the dream, his face just lights up and he comes over to join us. And for the remainder of the dream, which honestly felt like forever in the best of ways, we stayed cradled in layers of love together. Us holding our child, our child's essence holding us, and the ancestors and guides holding our space. The entire room is full of this glowing, warm light. And when I wake up, I find tears of joy streaming down my face. Now this dream stunned me for many reasons. I mean, besides the fact that it's beautiful, right? It is gorgeous. I wish I could translate it into like a piece of art or um, like a, I don't know, a music video or something. It was so spectacular. But it stunned me for a couple of other reasons. And that is that first, at the time, I was not thinking about having children or starting a family. Like not in my mind at all. And I don't mean kind of, I mean like not in my mind. <laughs> In fact, I had made my mind up some time ago, like a while ago, and then continued to like stand by that decision that I really loved children, but I did not want to parent them. I wanted to be the cool, fun aunt, you know, something like that. And I would often joke with my friends, like, can I just skip the parenting part and become a grandparent? Because I guess that's really what I wanted to do for so long. The dream also stunned me because it felt like a whole body vibration of truth. Have you ever felt um, like, have you ever had truth tears, you could say, or truth goosebumps, where you have this time where you feel truth so deeply that it literally like pours out of your body? That's how I felt when I woke up from this dream. So you get it, like this is, <laughs> this is stunning because not thinking about having children, and then somehow, somehow this dream feels true, which is perplexing. <laughs> and this energy of this dream, this like beautiful energy of the dream lingered with me for days. I cried on and off for like almost a week, partly because the dream felt like naming a truth I never, ever, 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 ever knew was there. Never knew. And partly because I was scared, like did I really want to become a mother? And why did it suddenly feel like this instantaneous yes after all these years? I decided that I was going to seek at least some answers maybe from a few close friends who did have children and I text them, um, 
What did it feel like when your biological clock was ticking? I, I kind of was wondering if this was just my biological truth. I mean, biological clock, or was it like my truth? But I already knew the answer. I was just a bit scared to admit that, yes, I did want to become a mother. Wait, I want to become a mother. (laughs) And after all, my ancestors only show up with direct messages and dreams when they really need me to listen. Like this kind of really obvious interaction only happens when there's something very important that I'm meant to pay attention to and usually take action on. And I would say as a little footnote that maybe this is surprising or not surprising to you that actually quite a few big decisions in my life I have made in this way. They have come to me through dreams. Uh, And I don't regret them at all. They're like the best decisions ever. (laughs) So in the weeks and months that followed, two children actually started to visit my dreams, uh, sometimes together, sometimes individually, always surrounded in their golden light, looking very close in age, and sometimes in tandem with ancestors and guides. And each time we met, I felt the same. These are my children. Which is a weird thing to say after decades of not wanting to have kids. (laughs) Um, I felt consumed by the greatest peace I've ever felt whenever they showed up in dreams. And I have tapped into some serious bliss in meditation I've gone on a lot of retreats and I feel like I didn't know bliss until I experienced these dreams. This was a whole different level. The closest of which I could describe as a state of being more than a feeling. And I might say, I'm still, I still don't even think this is fully it, but the closest I can say to describing the state of being would be unconditional divine love. So, in these dreams, I dreamed of breastfeeding one of our, one of our kids in the new house, uh, looking out the window at the forest and mountains, surrounded in this like beautiful peace. I dreamed of meeting up with friends and their children, both kids in tow. I dreamed of deep conversations with them about what matters in life. And I had a dream where I talked to them about our critters, Odie and Juju, our, our parrot and our dog. And they also start showing up in my husband's dreams as well. So dreams guided me to embracing parenthood, something I never thought I would want to do. A desire I believe was so locked up inside my heart that I could not access it for decades. And it was so locked up because it was pain, a lot of pain in there from my past trauma, And there's a lot of it, (laughs) like a lot of childhood trauma, adolescent trauma, adult trauma. It was a lot and wounding that just walled me off from parenting because it felt like parenting honestly felt like the most vulnerable thing I could do. And after everything I'd been through, the last thing I wanted to feel on earth was vulnerable. So finally, after years and years of therapy, holistic healing, intuitive development, working with my guides, my ancestors, dream works, uh, this deep desire broke through in this magical dream. I feel like if I could just say this in this moment, I feel like a part of me 
finally felt safe to open up to this. Like I've done enough inner work and healing. I'm at a point in my life uh, with a, a relationship and relationships around me that I finally felt safe to open to this. The this that I didn't know was there. Which is interesting because that's exactly how trauma works a lot of times too. Like finally, once you feel safe, a lot of times people will remember their trauma. And that's also what happened to me. So it's this interesting dynamic. And I've seen this happen to me a couple of times in life, but this is definitely the biggest. Where when we finally feel safe, we can open up to sometimes the hardest parts of life that were too much for us to hold at the time when they happened. And also like the deepest joys and desires in life that similarly, in a different way, feel hard to hold, if that makes sense. So it's like after all these years of healing and dream work and intuitive work, etc., and my ancestors and guides showing me up, showing up, I knew it was like, this is it. This was the time. And while my children are not earth side yet, and I don't know exactly how that's going to go, I have no doubt now that I'm meant to pursue parenthood right now. And, you know, it's interesting to say this, but it is really true. And like in my hearts of hearts, I'm, I'm unattached to the direction or the outcome. I just simply know that I have to follow these intuitive knowings and messages that come along the way to guide me towards this journey of parenthood and whatever that looks like. So far it's been emotional. I talked about this a couple episodes ago uh, because I was pregnant and then miscarried. And as you can imagine, that brought lots of ups and downs. There was a lot of ups and downs leading up to that. And there's been a lot of ups and downs since then. And it's definitely been vulnerable. So I understand why I was terrified for a long time. But I'm so glad that I've taken the invitation I was too afraid to take for so long. Hey there, Marcy here. Did you know that this Thursday, June 10th, is a new moon solar eclipse? Talk about a powerful way to jumpstart a new moon cycle. I'd like to invite you to join me and other sensitives for my free upcoming live event, Hear Your Inner Voice. It's an opportunity to learn the difference between your fear and your intuition, how to stop doubting yourself, experience a guided meditation to hear your heart's guidance, and start this new moon cycle with intention. If you've never worked with cycles of the moon, this is a perfect opportunity to start. I will walk you through some exercises that will empower you to start this next cycle with intention. And I'll also save time for questions and share a bit about my upcoming intuition program, Intuition Unlocked, in case you want to dive deeper. So you can save your spot at marcymoberg.com forward slash masterclass. Again, that's marcymoberg.com forward slash masterclass. I really hope to see you there and to start this new moon cycle with much more intention. When we're open to dreams, we are guided. Our ancestors, guides, and our soul can bring through important messages. 
sometimes we're ignoring these messages or we're just too busy to recognize them in waking life, consumed by the day-to-day. And other times, it's a little bit more like my story. We're too closed off in service of trying to protect ourselves. And it does not allow guidance to come through. So then the guidance shows up in our dreams. Dreams are, I would say, often underrated, underappreciated. And yet, what's interesting is that in many cultures, dreaming is considered prophecy sometimes and held in high esteem and understood as sacred. And by opening up to my own dream time over the years, I've come to believe the same. I believe dreaming and dream time practices, which we might call dream work, is really, really profound and holy almost. I've seen dreams guide my clients by revealing next steps when they feel confused or extending comfort and words of support when they lack confidence, unveiling destined desires when they were too closed off to acknowledge, and providing warnings when something in their life is out of alignment. The question is, if dreams are so powerful like I'm talking about, then why don't we heed the guidance we receive in them? Well, here's a couple of reasons. First, we value the rational so much that we don't make space for the magical and mysterious. And much of this is not like our original, I don't want to say, it's not our original responsibility because this is really instilled in us, at, at least particularly where I live in the United States and in, in other places around the world. This, is, this tends to be sometimes an overarching theme in some cases where the mind is kind of leading in, in culture and the rational is leading. Then we don't really have space for magical, mysterious things that are kind of un, unexplainable, things that are not so, you know, A plus B equals C kind of a situation. Another reason is we dismiss a message as irrelevant or even just, you know, dismiss it as noise in our heads, thinking that, you know, maybe if a dream has uh, unusual material in it, then we just think, oh, I just had a really, you know, busy mind yesterday. So that's why I had this dream. Sometimes we downplay the experience of a dream because of our fear we're in denial maybe of the message and the guidance that's coming through and service of trying to protect ourselves. And we may consider dreams unreal or even ignore the clearest messages that are on repeat every single night we sleep. I see this often where people will have repeat dreams over and over again that will have clear messages, but they just ignore. So my work, I feel really blessed because of it, it affords me this unique gift of witnessing the deepest inner workings of people's minds and their lives. And through that work, I've learned that everyone dreams, everyone dreams, and everyone without a doubt in my mind has meaningful dreams at some point in their life, usually more than they realize. And Um, And they have meaningful dreams if they're willing to just simply pay attention. So some of us are more prolific dreamers than others. For example, I dream most nights 
and sometimes more than one dream in a night. So my dreams tend to be quite vivid, uh, like movies in color and texture, sometimes including smells and tastes and um, tactile experiences. So they're quite multidimensional. I think dreaming is one of my gifts and that's why dreams are in that way. It's one of the primary ways that my intuition speaks to me. And other people dream uh, occasionally, we could say. Like maybe one dream every few months or one dream a month or one dream a year that really resonates in their soul secretly without anyone else knowing. But regardless of how often you dream, I'm very confident that you dream. (laughs) And I want to assert that your dreams matter. So I want you to consider what would shift in your life if you leaned into experimenting with nourishing your dream life. If you took your dreams seriously and you decided like, okay, for an experiment, I'm actually going to start taking my dreams seriously. And you decided to start exploring them actively. Just kind of like imagine with me in this moment, like wherever you are, wherever you're sitting, just kind of let your mind daydream a little bit into the future. And I'm just kind of curious what might shift for you. Maybe you might find uh, like a childlike fun that comes back, wonder, inspiration, creativity, or just some genuine like igniting of curiosity. I'll let you continue to turn that question in your own head on your own time. But in the meantime, let's explore some simple ways that you can actively nourish your dream life. First, this seems simple, but it's not always easy for everyone. And that is that I want to invite you to decide to take your dreams seriously. Now that means that you, if you decide to take your dream seriously, it's not usually a one and done decision. If you're not in practice of working often with your dreams, it means that you'll probably need to make this decision on a daily, weekly, monthly, whatever that looks like basis when a dream comes up. So even if your dreams seem outlandish, even if they are absurd, even if they seem like a mishmash of random things, even if they have some person in them that you've never thought about, like just set that aside and just decide that no matter what the content, your dreams matter. Okay, now second, decide to remember your dreams. This is another one that you will need to decide over and over again. There are a lot of different tricks and tools that you can use to remember your dreams, including many of which I teach in my dream interpretation program, which will be happening again, uh, I believe this fall. But for now, I recommend you decide to write down just one dream in the next week. Just write one. Like if I can give you like a little piece of like homework from this podcast, just write one dream down. And now this dream could be a dream that haunts you until this day, or it could be a dream that you just had literally last night, but write one down. Third, watch for synchronicities. These are really easy to miss. Sometimes they're super obvious. Sometimes they're subtle. So notice if there seems to be a way that your dream is winking at you in waking life. Before I had a dream of meeting my child, I was experiencing unusual moments at the farmer's market. And I kept having these experiences where it felt like time stood still 
and my attention was drawn to someone in the crowd. Inevitably, each time the person I was drawn to was a young child, and that really was interesting to me and surprised me. And this young child would always be encircled by a golden light. And then it was like, everything around me disappeared. And like suddenly this child and I were in some portal (laughs) for a few seconds that felt like an hour. So I kind of want you to imagine like almost like a sci-fi movie scene where it's like two people step into almost like a parallel reality or they find like a wormhole and there's just kind of, it's just them. It's like everyone else is there, but they're in like this little bubble. That's what my experience was over and over again. And it wasn't until I had that big dream that I spoke about at the first part of the podcast that I really started to understand what was happening. Those were some signs and synchronicities that were before my dream, kind of preparing me to start to understand Uh, exactly what was happening. So sometimes our synchronicities are in the present moment. Like you have a dream and then you have synchronicities that same day or that week or that month. And sometimes they come in the future. So you have a dream, some time goes by, and then there's some synchronicities that come that are connected to the dream. And then sometimes we notice them in retrospect. Like maybe actually the dream was speaking to you before the dream showed up. Like the example I shared in my own life. Either way, if a dream is important, a promise, the dream will speak to you in waking life too. Now, just because I love to keep things real, I want to name that dream work takes practice. I just, like, I feel like I can't emphasize that enough. In the world of, you know, like, social media instantaneous uh, likes and the perception of instantaneous achievement and how do I do things faster? And it, it, there, it's really, really rich dream work is not like that. It's not just a like you do one dream and that's over. So working with our dreams is not something that comes in one dream or one month or even one year. I believe that serious dream work is a lifelong exploration and asks for consistency. There's like a sense of devotion that we need to develop with it but not in like a beating ourselves up way, but in like a, I love to do this kind of way. I just, I find that most people, when they start to work with their dreams, there is a certain level of devotion that comes to it from a place of joy. They find it to be so rich and so enjoyable. But all conscious dream work starts with just one dream. So even if we're talking about like to develop a really rich dream work, it's going to take you some time and practice It also always starts with just working with one dream. So, you know, balance here. So I'm I'm giving you perspective and also saying, well, hey, you could just start with one dream and that's how you start. And it also starts with deciding to take your dream seriously. So don't put pressure, like expectations on your expiration. Simply just get curious and start to take your dream seriously and then see where they go. Now, if you want to dive deeper into dream work, I have a really special opportunity for you to do that. My intuition program, Intuition Unlocked, is opening for enrollment this week, and the program includes a section on dream work. And I support you in this program to recognize signs and synchronicities in your life and communicate with your guides. Now, as a bonus, I'm gifting my introductory dream workshop to anyone who signs up throughout the month of June, 2021. So this is amazing. It's a really great opportunity. 
you can <clears throat> join this program, really, really develop your intuition, develop some skills and tools about how to communicate with your guides, get a taste of how you can start to work with your dreams, and then have this introductory dream work um, workshop to be able to really help you build and start to create a little bit of a foundation of dream work. So to sign up for Intuition Unlocked and to get your dream work bonus, head on over to marcymoberg.com forward slash intuition unlocked. That's marcymoberg.com forward slash intuition unlocked. And you can sign up there. I really hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did creating it. If you did, I'd be so grateful for you to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and share this episode with others. You can take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at Marcy Moberg. That's at M-A-R-C-I-M-O-B as in boy, E-R-G as in George. I'm really excited to celebrate the episode together. So looking forward to seeing that. And in the weeks ahead, we will continue to explore the magic of dreams. So you can expect an episode exploring how dreams connect us to our guiding powers, like our ancestors, our guides, spirit guides, animals, just these different powers that we that work with us in our lives, and the power to heal through dream work, which is a, something I'm really passionate about. So make sure to subscribe right to subscribe right now, you know, wherever you are listening to this podcast so that you never miss an episode. Okay, that's it. So until next time, I will leave you with my personal mantra, being you takes courage. Thank you so much for tuning in today with me on my podcast, Tune In with Marcy. I hope you loved this episode and it enriches you as much as it has for me to create it. If you enjoyed the podcast, I would be so grateful for you to hop on over to Apple Podcasts, share your rating and leave a review ideally five stars. That way more people can find this podcast, which would be wonderful. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. And you can always learn more about me and my work at my website, www.marcymoberg.com. That's my first and last name.com. Until next time, remember being you takes courage. Lots of love. Lots of love.